The China Current continues its special coverage on the coronavirus outbreak. Go to our social media at the China Current and our website for interviews, videos, and podcasts. I'm James Chow. Thank you. It's very important for us to see COVID nineteen not simply as the global pandemic it of course is, but more widely as a human crisis that we all need to respond to, and that is why I've been on the search for stories, big and small, that I like to call COVID kindness. There are many examples, and one of them is the Shangri La Wuhan, one property in a much larger hotel group that offered rooms and a home for hundreds of health workers who. Volunteer to serve in the epicenter and prepare tens of thousands of meals for doctors and nurses in hospitals nearby. Given the emergency the city was in, this was a unique challenge in itself. But what made it even more special was that it wasn't simply an exercise for the hotel team, but an aspiration to host their guests to exactly the same standards as they normally provide. I think it offers a genuine template for all international luxury hotels and the private sector as the pandemic seeps into more countries and with more depth. I called Charlie Dang, who is the executive vice president for operations in South China at Shangri-La Hotels and Resorts. Charlie, it's great speaking to you again.、Uh, these past couple of weeks in Hong Kong have been very difficult. Hong Kong is where you're based. Tell us what the last couple of weeks have been like for you, your family, your friends. It has been really crazy over here.、Uh, you know, it it was started beginning with Chinese New Year. We were all having celebration everywhere, and all of a sudden, you be everyone being called,、uh, you know, to activate a crisis mode、uh, because it, it started to happen in our hotel. And we thought at the time was like only、uh, one hotel in Wuhan or only a couple of hotels having problem, and then the, the whole thing start to spread throughout the country. And you know this is a really a health challenge、uh, in, which impact all of us entirely to fight against the virus, and and this totally changed our lifestyle.、Um, people are suffering from. Infection and some even taken their lives away, and 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 we see a lot of medical workers、uh, being activated,、uh, you know, to to fight this virus.、Um, you know, they have devoted the time to help the people, and you know, and and also, you know, coming to Wuhan together to fight that.、Um, we 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 see a lot of、uh, you know hope to have you know all these workers. But、uh, you know, I think as a, a hotel business, it start to change, and we thought it, it would be good that we also should、uh, be part of the、uh, you know contribution in supporting this effort、uh, you know to fight the virus. You know? Well,、yeah. Shangri La the group and the property itself was not just a part but a huge part. You talk about welcoming guests in the. Hospitality industry. You welcomed hundreds of frontline medical workers who came from different provinces of China. They were volunteering because, of course, Wuhan didn't have enough health workers at that time. So, tell us where did your medical teams come from, and how did that come about? How did you make it happen for them? There is about forty thousand medical workers coming to the epicenter、uh, from all across China. And many of the hotels in in Wuhan was involved in accommodating the 
service support for these medical server, uh, you know, people, and also the Shangri-La play a big effort as well. Uh, the local government approaches for these assistance to support uh, to host these medical staff, and we we make the decision that we should we will assign with two medical team from Jiangxi Province and Hebei Province. Uh, a total of 236 members. Uh, they stay with us for 36 days until March 18. Um, and they check out then, yeah. That's pretty incredible. Um, they stay with you. You gave them a home from home, so to speak. Um, were there any special uh, preparations that you needed to put in place? Because they weren't coming to stay on holiday. They weren't coming for business. They were coming on effectively not only a medical, but a humanitarian mission. And we're dealing, as you said, with a highly uh, infectious, infectious disease. Yeah, I, I think that that was uh, so important. And if you look at the situation, uh, it, it was kind of scary, you know. It, it's like the, the whole outbreak is everyone coming to help, trying to figure out what was the problem with the, 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 the outbreak. And the medical doctor is coming. And we thought that, you know, we see these workers are working so hard, uh, you know, every day going to work and, and coming back and stressful, uh, we thought at least we could play our part is to make sure that we take care of good care of them and to ensure that that you know they are happy and feel home and comfortable uh, and, and our colleague as well we also need to take care of our colleague as well so i've been we have been guiding our colleague as well to be safe and uh, to to ensure that uh, all the requirement for safety is taken care of uh, in the hotel uh, we average about 45 to 50 staff on duty each day to serve the guests. Uh, you know, we provide temperature check, uh, you know, we provide gloves, masks, and suit for protection for the housekeeping staff, uh, you know, and also, you know, we try to uh, uh, provide, um, you know, meals in a heater box for, for the, these uh, the medical people who come back from work and to be able to get their food. And, and also we provide energy station where we can let them have a healthy snack and hot tea with ginger and honey to keep them warm. You know, things like that. If they feel comfortable, they are more relaxed. And when they are relaxed, at least they feel at home, uh, you know, instead of uh, just every day with the stress facing, uh, you know, the work, you know. So that that's what at least we can do. You know? What strikes me when you talk about your housekeeping staff uh, being fully protected because that's very important, of course. Important for themselves, yeah. important for the guests, yeah. and therefore, because your guests are health workers, important for the patients that they treat. It sounds, though, that you were better prepared than some countries are right now. You had adequate supplies throughout this period, and you're operating, obviously, on a lower-than-normal standard because you only had about 40 or 50 staff, and this is a huge hotel. Yeah, interesting. Interesting on that, you know, we, I, I went through, you know, because of the years in China, I went through SARS as well. And and that was really important. So the first thing I thought was that the outbreak was pull out the SARS manual. And we pull out the SARS manual and activate everything that we You still had it. Yeah, we still have it. The well, SARS when you say the headquarters here. When you say SARS manual, was it digital or was it literally a paper copy in front of you? Yeah, uh, we, we have the whole manual of SARS. What, what did we do, you know? 
the whole process of entire SARS, like whether cleaning the rooms or do any, I put that out then, and we say, let's share it worldwide. So we took the, the Shangri-La, the task force team decided that we send this worldwide to all our hotels to get ready with this SARS manual in case the outbreak goes even viral, you know. And, and it time, has, and, and it has. It had. So now so it's all it around was, the world. Yeah, it's it's very. It, it sad. was really good, and and with that manual, they were much more in advanced knowledge on what is going on, and that was first part. And the second part is that as we experience Wuhan, we start to create videos. Now we have videos how to clean the room. We have videos how to take care of yourself. We has uh, you know we have video even how to put on a hazmat suit. And, and that is important to, to protect the, the staff and all that. And that goes around, you know, everything we get, we send it to everywhere around the world. That's so really interesting. Every Shangri-La Shangri hotel has a PPE we, we purchase from here and distribute them. We purchase the masks. Like today, we have enough masks for three months. And in United States, it's running out of masks. But we were prepared for entire world, you know. And everything we do is we make sure that they are all have enough, uh, uh, you know, equipment to, to fight this better, you know. This could almost be a public health campaign because, you know, Dr. Tedros at the World Health Organization always talks about preparation. And without that preparation, you're really left stranded in a way. That's right. Yeah. And then you talk about learning from SARS. And I was uh, I covered SARS as a journalist 17, 18 years ago. And WHO, I was talking to them yesterday and they said, two things which are very similar to what you're saying to me. A, we learn from all the previous outbreaks, whether it be SARS, whether it be swine flu, or whether it be Ebola. And then also, when I asked them what China did do well, they said we had different responses in different parts of the country because it doesn't work one method in all. And yes. secondly, we had to keep adapting. So when you talk about housekeeping videos, how to put on and remove safely the protective equipment that you were speaking of, that's uh, as critical as being clothed in protective gear in the first place. Um, what do you think you took from that SARS manual that was critical to this COVID-19 manual that no doubt you'll be creating next? As, as simple as like even doing a temperature check, you know, if, if we didn't look at the SARS, we wouldn't realize that the, the the critical point of entry into a location, the entry point has to be, you know, equipped with, you know, temperature check. That's, that's how important it is, right? And even that, you, places could go wrong. You know, some of them doing a, some hotel, I noticed that they do temperature check, you know, at the reception, which it should be at the entrance because you don't want cross-contamination. So you don't want them so, to even so, get as far as a reception desk. They should be right yeah. at the entry point of the building. That's right. And so you don't want to cross contamination inside, right? So you want every entry that there is someone checking everybody. And so, so inside the building is contained safe, right? You know, so that simple thing, you know, you have to, we have to produce a video to, to show where is the entry and all that, you know. And, and even the placement with alcohol to ensure the shoe are not contaminated. And that is something which, you know, 
Yeah, you know, nobody will ever think of, but during SARS, that was also one of the requirements. So everyone entering the property steps onto a disinfected mat with alcohol, mat, yeah. right. Um, yeah. You're being very modest because apart from providing the accommodation and also making sure that your guests were treated like guests during this very challenging time for their work, but also emotionally for them as well. Uh, you provided food, you provided nutritionally, nutritionally, God, I have to say this, uh, nutrition balanced meals. Uh, you provided ginger teas to, of course, it was the winter in Wuhan at that time as well. Um, but I heard there was a lot of emotional support for them too. How did you meet that? I think as, as uh, you know, medical uh, workers, they work more than 10 hours or even 16 hours a day coming back. Uh, it is really stressful and really, you know, uh, emotional for them. Uh, so we feel that, you know, the hotel that we have with the staff, we have to create a cheerful environment, more relaxed and home so that they feel relaxed and fresh the next day when they go to work again. And so the food, you know, is part of it. The accommodation is one, one thing. Uh, the food becomes a major importance. Uh, so we decided to provide food that really come home cooking food, things that they're comfort food, things that they're familiar with. You know, we even celebrated the, you know, birthday for some of the, the workers, you know, the medical workers, you know, we provide, uh, you know, birthday card and, and birthday. And during the International Women's Day, we provide dumpling cooking class. Uh, you know, we sing birthday songs. Uh, so we create the atmosphere as if they feel really at home uh, and more relaxed, you know, so that they don't miss their miss their their family back home as well. And, and you know, they work long hours. It, it is important for us to do that, you know, uh, to support them. Two of our hotel staff even provide personal off time volunteer to support the construction of the hospital, the two hospital in Fu Shishang and uh, Le Shishang uh, Hospital. They even wanted to go and help them. Uh, one of them was our culinary team uh, who started in February 1st. Today, he is still working. He wants to work until the hospital is closed down. So you're and talking about Hoshenshan and Leishenshan, the two emergency uh, temporary hospitals that were constructed in about 10 days each. I think that's almost yeah. a world record time as well. So they were part Correct. of that. So you, you, your staff went out and and assisted with the yeah, construction they, they of those two facilities. To, to go and help up, and we 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 are fine with that. As long as for you know for for the hospital for everybody, and and it's such a heartwarming and caring humanity effort that we feel we supported the decision and we approved his request. And you know, basically, they went on and then they're still there and until. They, they, they want to finish until the hospital is closed down. They might have found really a, a new career and be bringing back new skill sets, of course. But someone it, told me that, you know, of course, this is a luxury hotel. It's not just any old hotel. That your chefs learnt the recipes of the hometowns of the guests from Jiangxi and Hebei because they didn't want them to feel homesick. Yes. So, so it's important knowing where they come from and we start to look for all those uh, uh, places that what is the favorite food of those locations and, and start preparing them because, you know, once they have that, that kind of food and that kind of, uh, you know, a service, they feel at home. 
they feel really relaxed and and that is so important uh you know everything we do with in, in the hotel is how to satisfy a customer uh, and that is the same effort that we're putting on uh, to 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 the people you know and i also heard that it wasn't just um it wasn't just nutrition uh, balanced meals but it was also delicacies that you offer year round like crayfish noodles as well so they were really treated like full on guests i mean special special guests more than normal yeah so everyday menu is different you know we we prefer different menu that accommodate the different uh, you know uh, medical staff and and they feel really appreciated the things that they try something different and something special about it i, I think it's so important to make them feel you know at home and welcome you know on top of that also we uh, we also prepare a lot of meal for the hospitals as well and and that demand you know when when we were asked to help in a medical employee you know in the hotel in a hospital that if we can provide food for them we say first we, we say yeah we we are okay to do that and later on it it, it getting more and more so we think that you know we should support the, the this hospital as well so we provide uh, complimentary meal boxes to them uh, 150 boxes per day for one hospital uh, yes increased up to 1100 uh, a box a day uh, four hospital later on we provided and total we have supported about 24000 meal boxes uh, since uh, january 25th to march 15 so that was just uh, you know supporting the medical uh, team you know and it's not just about the philanthropy which in itself is a, a huge not not just a gesture it's a huge action but you're talking about a time when the hotel is operating under very difficult circumstances the city is closed down there're no uh, there there're no private cars in the street there's no public transport yeah. uh, health workers themselves have difficulty getting back home the ones who are from Wuhan itself uh, was it easy to get ingredients supplies um given that it was an extraordinary time that you were negotiating in in, in the beginning it, it was we do what we can it was very limited it's just one hospital and later we feel that there's a lot of local community come and help everyone heard about the effort that we're putting in and everyone will fight to overcome this virus and the medical doctor is working so hard to work so hard against it and they need support from back and we decided that we are the one who need to provide the support which at least the food part of it is is good right and so the local community heard about the effort that we are doing and they contribute as well so they decided to send cup box uh, you know uh, food uh, donated food and uh, food material and we could use those food material you know to to prepare food and all that and uh, and packaging as well for the hospital you know and really nice the whole city comes together i think it's incredible listening to all of these stories because um you know you start off talking about providing rooms but it was so much more than just a room it was really uh, a full support network that you gave them and the ability to charge themselves up as you said for each day to 
get to the end of that day and then to face the next day. And we didn't even get on properly onto the 24,000 meals that you provided through the worst of the outbreak. Tell me though, Charlie, when it all came to an end, which is just a few days ago on March 18th, when they left the hotel, I'd seen the video of the health workers um, leaving and beginning their journey to head back home. I'm sure you've seen the video as well. What have you yeah. heard from your colleagues on the ground, people like Rena Shaw, who's the general manager there? I mean, what have you heard from them about that? Because it couldn't be a normal goodbye at all for anybody. It is quite amazing. It was so touching and, and emotional that when they leave the hotel, they feel that they, you know, they have enjoyed their stay here and as the staff were so warm and everyone came up and they thank everyone they they posted video in the in the room when we come and clean the rooms left behind was 50 over 50 handwritten thank you notes in all the guest rooms it was amazing it's really uh, you know it gives encouragement to the team and it gives sort of satisfaction to the team as well that their effort is well recognized and and things like that and then we were so happy that the the medical team feels you know appreciated uh, you know during the time here and we wanted to remember the time here instead of just you know a, a part of the work uh, here you know and it, it was quite an amazing emotional uh, farewell to them as well and when i watched it i'm sure you watched the video as well it was quite uh, you know, touching, you know, yeah. Well, we've seen it happen in Wuhan. We've seen it happen in places like Geneva, uh, all around the world, people spontaneously who are in lo- lockdown going out onto their balconies and applauding uh, for health workers at certain times of the day. And I'm sure that they would applaud all of you and all of your team who supported the supporters in getting people better every single day. Charlie, it's amazing yeah. speaking to you. Yeah.